In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. Jack's cap is back slightly later this week as I've been ill after having a wisdom tooth removed, so lots of pain. If uh, anything sounds a bit weird, it's because the right side of my face is still numb and painful, but uh, I'm doing my best, guys, so bear with me. And we did quarterbacks last week. We looked at the position. And this isn't just going to be a, where's the salary cap now? And it's, it's wider than the salary cap. It's looking at the entire position room over the next three seasons. So this season, the 2020 season and 2021 season, and just looking at, are these players signed up to the team? Are they likely to move on? What sort of the direction? So um, we'll go through, um, we did quarterbacks. I'm just going to work through front to back positions. So we're going to do the running back room this week. So there's three of them on the active roster. So we'll start with the main man, and that is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb um, drafted last year. So he's got three more years on his rookie deal. And then he's got, uh, no, doesn't have a fifth year option because he was just into the second round. So three more years of Nick Chubb. Um, and that's going to be an interesting one when his contract finishes because there's lots of big deals due around that time. You've obviously got to start doing a deal for Baker. You're going to have to already pay Miles Garrett. I don't think there's a long-term future here for Nick Chubb. Um, I think it's probably going to be a case of run his contract out and try to get a comp pick. Um, but that's going to be a decision the front office has to take. Um, if he's going to potentially be chasing a deal in the range, in the range of your players like uh, Gurley, like Melvin Gordon wants, like Zeke got, then you can't pay the guy because are you going to go and pay Nick Chubb or are you going to go pay players like Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield? It's not a tough choice. Um, it's not because running backs are all awful. It's the complete opposite which causes the problem in the position. And it's it's a position where the value has absolutely fallen through the floor. And the biggest reason for that is there's too many good running backs. And every year, it's the one position where you can grab a player in the third, fourth round, and you feel pretty confident that you're going to get a player that is going to come in and do a good job. And just to show how much it's fallen through the floor. We're just going to look at the past contracts. And Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott signed deals, which are 8.1% and 8% of the cap. At the time of signing, that's their average per year. So 8 and 8.1. If we then look at the top three deals um, ever given, got Barry Sanders, 15.8%. Terrell Davis, 14.9%. Emmett Smith, 142 that is a massive cap um, spend for the position. And more recently, 2011, Adrian Peterson, 118 
um, Chris Johnson, uh, 11.2. Lots of money gets put into that running back position in the past and it's falling through the floor. The reason for that is you can just get so much good value and it's a position which lots of research has been done. At the age of 28, you're going to st- it's when you're most likely to see the cliff of production and players start to get worse. So if he's 26 by the time his rookie deal ends, he's not going to want to sign a two-year deal. Can't blame him. Um, Browns can go and grab another um, running back at the end of the second round if they want to go really high, but you've got the third and fourth. And the options are all out there. So I think it's just going to be a rookie deal for Chubb. I think they'll probably let him move on. They might sign him. It's probably going to be a mistake, but I wouldn't get too attached to Mick Chubb being here as a uh, franchise running back for the next 10, 15 years alongside Baker. Um, He's probably just going to be a four-year rental. And good luck to the guy. It's a really tough position. Um, Takes a lot out of your body. But the weakness is there's so many coming out of college, it's very replaceable. So that's Nick Chubb, tied in for the next three years. So don't expect to see any movement on that. He's about 1% of the salary cap, so tiny little spend. The next running back is Dontrell Hilliard. So Hilliard has got, this is his final year on his current deal, but he's only accrued one season so far. So we'll just be able to keep signing him back up and um, bringing him in. So we can just tender him and keep him here. So he's here for the long term. We can keep him around exclusive rights, um, free agent. So paying him absolute pittance. So as long as we want to keep Dontrell Hilliard, we've got him for another year. And then we can just restrictive free agent him in 2021 if we really want. But I would say Hilliard's going to be here in 2019. Probably might be here in 2020, but at the end of the day, it's a position where you can pick up a fifth, sixth round running back and they might outperform him in training camp and then Hilliard's gone. So keep an eye on it. Elijah Maguire, who's on the practice squad. Um, well, he, he, I believe he's going to go back to the practice squad. Um, he's got to clear waivers first after being cut. But um, no, I'd, I'd expect him to... Uh, cycle back through to the practice squad. So keep an eye out for him um, there. The other running back is Jernis Johnson, who is an undrafted free agent this year. So he's got three years here at the Browns. Um, there's no dead cap if we want to walk away. So very much the same as Hilliard. It's a very cheap player that's tied into the position. Um, the future of Johnson and Hilliard is probably going to be a straight up battle for when another player, Kareem Hunt, comes back. But we'll touching him in a second but uh yeah they're really really cheap um can do a job um the one thing i've noted between hilliard and johnson is johnson stayed in the end zone and took the touchback whereas hilliard ran it out is that a decision by um our special teams coordinator is that a decision by the player no one knows um it's not something that's out there but uh i feel pretty safe there they're just solid they're nothing special at the end of the day, there's lots of running backs around. If you had sort of a urgent need for somebody, you can go out there and uh, pick someone up. So we've got Kareem Hunt on our um, team, which when his suspension's over, will be returned to the active roster. And it's going to be an interesting one to see 
who they move on because there is that battle between the two players. Um, and this will be his third crude season. I don't know why that word is so hard to say. And that will mean that once this season's done, as long as he gets his six or more regular season games on the club's active, inactive, reserved, slash injured, or physically unable to form list, then he gets his accrued season. And that will make him a restricted free agent next year. So the Browns will then get a few choices of how they deal with him. There's three different types of tender. So you get a first round tender and I'm just using the tenders for uh, 2019. Let me just see if I've updated them. Oh, projected tenders for 2020. So a first rounder is 4.7 million. A second rounder is 3.3 million. An original rounder tender and Kareem Hunt was taken in third round. So 2.1 million. And how that works is the Browns decide which one they want to tender, first, second, or third. And then any team in the league can offer Kareem Hunt a deal. And if Kareem Hunt signs that deal, they have to pay that amount of asset. So say the Browns go with the first round tender and the Baltimore Ravens decide they really want to sign Kareem Hunt. They could go, right, we're going to agree a deal. Kareem Hunt agrees that deal. And then the Browns get the first round pick um, from the Ravens. Um, you're not really likely to see a first round tender. Um, Kareem Hunt's not that special. Um, I believe. You can opt to match that deal if that deal is floated. Um, yeah, so you can match the deal. So if they offered him a uh, five-year, $10 million deal, which would be really, really cheap, Browns would actually, we, we'll take that deal. You match it and then you take the player. So it's not something that you're really likely to see. Um, but... Is it going to be a second? Is it going to be an original round third? Um, that's going to be an interesting decision the Browns take. I would float the third because if someone's willing to give me a third round pick for Kareem Hunt with all the baggage um, that's there, I, I look at that as a good investment. We'll have had him for eight games. We'll have benefited for, and got a third round pick. That's a really, really nice position to be in. So I would almost go for the original round when tender to try and get that third out of them. Will they do that or will they go for the second rounder and feel really safe that at 3.3 million, they're going to keep him for another year? Me, I'd rather have the third round pick and then draft another running back. But that's an interesting decision John Dorsey in the front office will have to make. Um, we'll find that out after this season, provided he plays his six games. And that's going to be a... Uh, Fascinating one to see what happens. So we might end up paying, say, 2.6 million for well, it'd be slightly more than that. I think about 2.8 million for one and a half seasons worth of play, which uh, is a really cheap deal um, for a running back that is up there for performance in the league. Obviously, is available at cheap cost because of what he does off the field. But 
it's one to keep an eye on and it will be an interesting move because I think that will be a big factor based on what we do in the draft next year. If he's moved on, then you're going to probably have to spend some resources getting a backup running back because Hilliard and Johnson are fine, but you want that bit more depth behind Chubb. Um, so would you invest a third, fourth? Who knows? Um, but if Kareem Hunt's here for another year, um, whether it's a second or third round tender, then you're probably in a position where you're not too worried. Um, take sort of a sixth, seventh round flyer on somebody um, or even just pick up a couple of UDFAs for training camp, let them battle it out. So uh, keep an eye on that one. And then we have, it's not a running back, but fullback. It's all the same stuff, really. Joe Kerridge is on IR. So we're paying him, uh, in terms of salary cap, 408000 this year. Um, we might come to an injury settlement and let him go, or he might just hang around. Um, so that's what his cost is on the uh, salary cap. So not too worried that I can't really see him hanging around. He's 27. Um, so he's probably just going to sit there for the year. Um, and uh, yeah, not too worried. And there's two other running backs who are paying salary cap too. And they're both on the same team. And that team isn't the Cleveland Browns. It's actually the Houston Texans. So we've got Carlos Hyde, who we're paying 2.3 million to um, in cap number. And that's after we traded him. So it was it was bad move to sign him in the first place. Um, but we went over that before. But uh, we got good value when we moved him on. So... Yeah, 2.3 million. Um, he's there. Good luck to him. And the other running back is Duke Johnson. So Duke Johnson is slightly different because we're paying some money this year and some money next year because the move was made after the 1st of June. So there's 850,000 this year and then there's 1.5 million next year. So for me, it it wasn't a great move to keep him here. If they didn't want to embrace him, they should have probably let him go rather than pay money and then move him on. But um, no, good luck to the chap. Um, I like the guy. I've stashed him in quite a few fantasy leagues. Um, so let's see what happens. But uh, they're two players we're paying to be um, doing other stuff. We'll probably re-sign... Um, Elijah Maguire to the practice squad, I reckon. There's no other running backs, as far as I'm aware, on there at the moment. So he might come back. He'll probably get a slightly above average deal because well, the average sort of the base for a practice squad is 136000 for the year. Um, we've got several players we're paying more than that too. So we'll probably offer. And the reason why you pay more is if you want to just lock that player up and know they're more willing to stay and come to your practice squad and not someone else, you can pay a little bit more. So you've got some teams, um, I think the Pats are paying um, Obi Melifon were over 600,000. So more than some of their players on the active roster um, because why not stash them on the practice squad? It might develop into something. You might activate them for certain games. Um, it just gives you different options. So that's just sort of a look at the running back position. It's pretty set in terms of most parts of it. The only one thing's going to be is what do they do with Kareem Hunt after this year? Is it a second? Is it a third round tender? And if he then gets signed by somebody else, do they go and draft someone? Um, and it's not going to be a high value. I'm thinking third or fourth. 
maybe later. Oh, they might have a little delve in free agency. So that backup running back spot is the only real position over the next few years that's all up in the air. And who's your third choice running back? Nobody really cares. So uh, that's another look at the position. Any questions, guys, you always know the best place to find me is on Twitter. So just tweet it at Jack Duffin. Um, I'm always there answering questions. Any questions you get that you want me to cover on the show, send them to me, send them to Paul. Um, we can jump on them and um, have a look. I'll probably just answer it straight on Twitter. But uh, if you remind me and catch me at the right time, I might do a long breakdown on the podcast instead. Next position is either going to be tight end or wide receiver. Um, but have a fantastic day, guys. Some big news coming on the podcast next week. Not next week, tomorrow. So make sure you tune in. Have a good weekend. Bye.